Welcome back to the OU's Mishnah Yomis. My name is Jack Abramowitz. Today we are beginning the eighth chapter of Maseches Erevin. Today we will be learning Mishnayas Aleph and Bez. Mishnah Aleph says, Kesad Mishtatfin Betachumen. How do we make a partnership for multiple people when it comes to Erev Etachumen, the Erev that shifts one's Shabbos boundary? Maniach es hachavis v'omer. He puts down the barrel and he says... This is for everyone in my city. Anyone who's going to the house of mourning or the house of feasting. And anyone who accepts it while it is yet day, before Shabbos falls at night time, then uh, he's permitted to rely upon it. But after nightfall, not allowed. Because you cannot make an Erev after nightfall, once Shabbos has begun. Let's look at the Barton etc. Anyone who's going to the house of mourning or the house of feasting, which would be a, a Sheva Brachas. These are mitzvahs that are causing people to want to go farther than they normally might on Shabbos. And we've established that one can only do the Erev Tchumen for the sake of a mitzvah. We call Misha Kibbala love, anyone who accepts it, Lismochal Erev Ze Mutter. Anyone who accepts that they're going to rely upon this Erev may do so. Umisha Techshach Aser, but after nightfall he's not allowed. Bahani Mili Kishalohodiuhu Meodyom. That's when he wasn't informed about the Erev while it was yet day. Aval Hodiohu Mibaodyom, but if he was informed about it while it was yet day, Afiolo Kiba Alav, Lismoch Al Erev Zebavadai. Even if he didn't decide that he was definitely going to rely upon the Erev until after nightfall, that would be okay. Now, for some clarity of this Bart Nero, let's look in the Tosvus Yontiv. Here's how it's explained in the Gemara. We say that there is retroactive choice when it comes to Erev Eitzchumen because it's something derabanan. So there is no Brera, there is no retroactive selection in a Torah law, but there is in a Rabbinic law. Like there is in the third chapter, fifth Mishnah. The Hilkach Kishahodiuhu so since he knew about it while it was yet day, when he makes his decision after nightfall, he's basically retroactively selecting from the time that he was informed about it. But if he didn't know about it when it was yet daytime, what retroactive choice can there be? So he didn't have any information that there was an Erev. He couldn't have made a decision at the time. He can't retroactively make a decision to the time when he could have made the decision because he didn't know about it. So that's why somebody who knows about the Erev can decide after Shabbos begins. Someone who doesn't know about the Erev until after Shabbos can't. Mishnah Beis. Kamahushiro. What is the size of the food needed for this communal Erev Tchumen. Mazon shteis udos l'kol echad. It has to be enough food for two meals per person. Mazon l'chol v'lo l'shabbos. It has to be enough food for weekday meals, not for Shabbos meals. Diver Rabbi Meir. That is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, l'shabbos v'lo l'chol. He says, no, it has to be enough food for Shabbos meals, not for weekday meals. 
וזה וזה, מסכוונן להקל. And both of them express their opinion meaning to be lenient, and we'll see why that is when we get to the Bart Nuro. Rabbi Yochanan ben Broca Omer. Rabbi Yochanan ben Broca says, Mikikar bipundayon me'arbasan basela. It has to be a loaf that's worth a pundayon when four sa'a of flour costs a sela. So he's giving measurements in terms of volume and in terms of price. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Shte yados lekikar mishlosh lekav. Two thirds of a loaf, which are three to a kav. So again, it's some combination of volume and price. Chetzia levayas hamenuga, half of whatever this loaf is for an infected house. Vachatzi chetzia lipsol es hagavia, and a quarter of such a loaf in order to invalidate a person's body. And again, we'll explain all of this momentarily. Bartnuro, mazon shtei seudos lekol echad. He has to put enough food for two meals for each person who's going to be using this erev. Because he's establishing his Shabbos residence there, he has to have placed there the food that he's going to need for Shabbos. Even though he may not actually stay there, that's how such an Erev is made. Whether it's Rabbi Meir who says that it's weekday meals, or whether it's Rabbi Yehuda who says it's Shabbos meals, both of them mean that this should be the lenient opinion. How so? Rabbi Meir Savar, B'Shabbos Achel Inish Tfei, Mishum Debasim Tavshile. Rabbi Meir feels that people eat more to Shabbos meal because the food is just so delicious. You spice it and you make special food, and you just can't help yourself. You're going to eat more on Shabbos than on weekdays. Rabbi Yehuda Savar, Kivan de B'Shabbos Achel Shlosh Seudos, Enu Marbele Achol Bechol Suda. Ushtei Seudos Shel Chol, Havei Tfei, Mishtei Seudos Shel Shabbos. And Rabbi Yehuda feels that on weekdays you only eat two meals. On Shabbos you eat three meals, so that people aren't going to stuff themselves more per meal because they have more meals to eat. So he feels that two weekday meals will therefore have more food in them than two Shabbos meals. Anecdotally, my experience, I certainly eat more at a Shabbos meal, but this is the difference of opinion. Skipping down over the measurements of the size of loaves, we said that whatever opinion you follow, because we've got several different opinions as to what the size of the Erev has to be, what two meals per person is. Whatever it is, Chetzia Lebeis Hamanuga, half of this measurement, whatever it may be, is the measurement when it comes to a house infected with Saras. Stam he, the basic anonymous Mishnah, Vahachika Amar, and this is what it means to say, Chatzi Kikr Shalem, half of a whole loaf, Shashirobo Bain Lamar Ubain Lamar, whose measurement is according to each of these individuals, whatever it may be. Hushir the Shihias Besamanuga. That's the measurement of a loaf. Half of that is what will infect someone in a house afflicted with Saras. Shahanichnas Lebes Shiyeshbo Negat Saras, because someone who enters a house that's afflicted with Saras, Afal P Shahu Tame Miyad, even though he becomes impure immediately, Enotaun Kvus Bigadim, Achiyeshaha Kedeachila. He doesn't need to immerse his clothes unless he remained there long enough to eat. And half of this loaf, whatever the measurement is for Erev Tchumen, half of that loaf is what waiting around long enough to eat would be when it comes to a house afflicted with Saras. Similarly, 
chatsi chetsia lipsulas hagvia, a quarter of such a loaf, whatever it may be, according to each opinion, is enough to invalidate a person physically. The haochel ochlim tameim kechatsi pras, someone who eats a chatsi pras of impure food. Nifsogufo midirabanan milchobetroma. He rabbinically impurifies himself so that he can't eat truma. So again, whatever opinion you hold by, one quarter of that loaf is what's going to be the measurement that if you eat it tame, it's going to keep you from being able to eat truma, assuming, of course, that you're a Kohen to begin with. That is the end of Mishnah Bays. Join us tomorrow. We will continue with Mishnayas Gimel and Dalid.